and we're away. G'day Leno. G'day Spano. How you doing mate? Good mate. Awesome. Um, so what I want to get started off with you right now, where are you at right now and how's your training going and what's the next run that you're thinking about doing? Um, yeah, so I've been in a fairly heavy training load at the moment, yeah. obviously taking on the four week challenge as well and getting eating sort of better again. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good actually cutting out some of the junk again, yeah. starting to feel pretty good and not, not missing it too much, so that's pretty good. Nice. But next race is probably Buffalo Stampede 75k in April, so yeah. down at Bright in Victoria. So. Oh, nice, that's a good one, eh? And then that'll lead into the Ultra Trail Australia 100k up in the Blue Mountains in May. Very good. So do you feel like that cutting out the, the junk food is making you run better, or...? Um, how do you think? Has it affected your running, or is it? No, it hasn't. Hasn't affected my running. Yeah. Um, my energy levels are still good. So, obviously, I've replaced the bad food with better foods. So I'm yeah. still getting enough calorie intake and enough natural sugars and stuff like that to keep the energy levels up. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So, hopefully, I'll continue on this curve after the four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yes, on the journey, very easy to slip back into old habits. So. Yeah, definitely. So I remember you telling me once that you don't really, you, you don't really race so much. Do you know what I mean? So I know that you go out, you run just because you love running. Yeah. But you do, you do, you do take run, races, hey. So. Yes, I do do race. Yeah. So I do like to compete, but yeah. like ninety percent of my running would be focused on training. So I only do a couple of yeah key races a year that yeah are actual races that I want to race. So yeah. some races I'll go in that are a race, but I'm just doing that as a training run. Yeah. Do you set up those, do you set up that, like, uh, for the races, do you set up, like, a plan so yeah. to, to build up for the races? Yeah, yeah. So I follow, I, I, I do my own programming for my own running, yeah, um, cool. like I do for my runners. Yeah. So I set a structured plan for myself to follow, building up into the races, building up your kilometres or building up your time on legs, especially for the big races. Yeah, good. Nice. What stands out for you as like a highlight highlight race? Um, probably my favourite race would be Ultra Trail Australia and the Blue Mountains. So and that's an Ultra Trail, so hundred k. Hundred k. Hundred k. I've done that three times. Yeah. How's that on the body? So. Um, yeah, it's tough on the body. You got to condition. Like the first time I remember running it and saying, I don't know if I'll do that again. Um, I reckon it was probably two days later, and I was like, Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent doing that again. Um, even this year, like I said, not nah, not doing the hundred hundred k again because yeah. I had a pretty tough time. Still ran a good run, but mentally had a tough day, and mm. um, I've still got unfinished business with it. Hence why I'm yeah. coming back. So yeah. I want to get a bit of a faster time. So I was happy with my time this year, but it wasn't quite the time that I wanted. So yeah. I want to head back crack. and give it another crack. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully get there in a good mental state and 100% fit. Yeah, sick. Nice. So can you provide like an outline of how um, how you recover and how long it takes you to get back into full training? Um, after a 100k run, I'll generally have probably a week and a half, two weeks really, really easy after. So still doing light running, but not doing anything really over one hour yeah. for a run. So yeah. for me, for some people, one hour is a long run. For someone like myself an hour is fairly easy to do so I generally wouldn't go much over an hour for yeah, a man. week to two weeks afterwards so just really light and easy normally a couple of days completely off just 
spending time on the foam roller, a little bit of stretching, maybe some massage, stuff yeah. like that, just to help the body recover. Yeah, nice. And you, you have like a, you've got a good body clock, but like most runners you see have the, the watches and stuff, and you've yeah. got a watch as well. Um, how much does that come into play for, for your running and stuff like that? Um, you use it, use it more as a guide. Once you get used to, like you say, a lot of people running along and they're constantly looking at their watches. Yep. Um, we try to get our runners at the running movement to start to learn about how they're feeling when they're running. Yeah, totally. And to learn the feel of, yes, I am running at this pace or my heart rate is around this area. So it's more, for me, my watch is more of looking at the stats and just tracking my training load. Yeah. Rather than like looking at it all the time to make sure that I'm hitting that exact pace that you should be hitting. Um, so it's a tool. It's not something yeah. to live by. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Um, what are the key workouts that you swear by? So um, you do a lot of workouts, and we see you at Reborn just yeah, cut sick doing yeah, so, a lot of different things. So what do you reckon? Um, what are your key workouts that you swear by? Well, key workouts, obviously, like. Even for runners, you need to have your weight sessions in there. Um, yep. Lift a bit of weights because you obviously you need strong muscles. Weights help, obviously, strengthening your bones as well because you're putting them under a different load to what you're doing running Yeah. Um, without putting the stresses through the bones that you get when you run. Yeah, so, in- injury prevention. Yeah, like an injury prevention, prevention type of thing. Um, <laughs> Got to do stability work because yeah. stability next. first strength comes second so yep. well, I focus a lot on doing some stability drills and some stability exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how many core stability workouts do you reckon you do per week on average? I do at least one a week but then a lot, yep. of, lot of the work, other workouts I do a lot of free weights so I don't do much machine weights or anything so you're always engaging your core when you're working out when you're using those free weights if you're, doing the, if you're doing it with proper form so yep. and then I bring my zoo into it which the zoo you're fully engaged all the time using all different muscle groups at the same time through all different ranges of motion so well i swear by my zoo workouts i think that as a mentally tough workout but as a physically tough workout as well they're sort of second to none to any other training that i've done yeah nice um so with that with that mental toughness stuff as well where do you reckon you built that from um you could i know that you um, you started training a long time ago. How, how, how long have you been running, actually? And then it will go into that mental toughness side. Uh, I got, so probably about five years ago, I got back into running. Yeah. Um, sort of just started running because like, I had got overweight after giving up football and yep. sort of giving up my team sports. And you sort of continue to live the same lifestyle, eat the same foods when you're very active and yet you're yeah. in a fairly sed- sedentary job and you continue to eat the same way you used to. It's very easy to put on weight, and yeah. I was a little bit overweight and started training again. What, did, what were you doing like work-wise at that time? Well, at that time I was still I was an electrician, so yeah. I was moving around at work, yeah. but obviously you don't burn as much as what you think you do. Just, right? just You don't burn as much energy as you think you do just walking around. Yeah, no, like you no think, oh, I've got an active job, yeah, you know, I can still eat what I used 100%. to when I was playing football and stuff like that, but you can't. And so then I started running as part of my training. I got in, back into the gym with my brother and whatnot yeah. and started doing some running. And I ran as a kid and was quite good at running as a kid. 
and mm-hmm. the running bug just hit me again. So it Mad. just took off and just I kept running and then started entering a few different races here and there. How good. Just to challenge myself. Yeah. And you said that you are uh, you played footy as a kid too? Yeah. So um, take us back, let's throw a curveball, let's go back then. Where, what, who'd you play footy for and like how long did you play for? Well, I started, I'm a bit of a footy head myself. Yeah, so. yeah I started, <laughs> started playing rugby league for Miranda Magpies when I was nine. Yeah? Yeah, and I played there till the under-11s and okay. af- after that there was a, the team sort of separated down there due to different reasons and I ended up going to my dad's childhood team where he was graded to Canal right. Sharks from so I went down Pretty to good. Como and yep. then played out the rest of my footy down at the Mighty Mo. Mighty Mo getting snappy. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> how would it be, how would it feel by living in uh Mark's shadow down at Como? <laughs> nah. nah. Um <laughs> no, yeah, Mark was a good football player. Everyone <laughs> yeah. knows he made grade and played Super League. Um can't run like you but yeah. Each to their own, you know. He was a great footballer. I I enjoyed playing football. Yeah. Um, good pastime. Make good mates. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Good camaraderie, you know. Nothing yeah. like playing a little bit of team sport. So. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. Who's been your like um, biggest inspiration over? I know your your years of training and you know getting into it. Oh, well, Mark was always a fairly big inspiration. You know, he yeah. had to train really hard to get where he wanted to get. You know, yeah. being a small guy and, and everything originally. You know, um, yeah. if you look at him back in the old days of football, he was always the smallest guy on the field and stuff like that. Mm. And he trained really hard to get where he was. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he was always an inspiration in my training and when I got back into training. Um, and then. Now look at obviously different ultra runners and whatnot that are a bit of an inspiration to me for my running mm. that I look at. Um, like there's a few Australian guys like Brendan Davies and Andrew Tucky um, yeah. who are really good ultra runners and have done big things ultra wise. So yeah, nice. Good on you, Mark. The uh, Welsh international. The Welsh international. <laughs> <laughs> now that's really cool, man. So. Um, and around that, do you have any tips for like um, to stay motivated? Like, what advice do you have for other runners that are in a rut? Because um, I know that you you actually have each week. There's not a day go by where I haven't seen you, you know, training or getting you you getting your heart rate monitor out and you know prepping yourself up, ready to do the next workout. So it must not for you be hard, but some people do get into a rut. Yeah. But do you ever have those times where you feel like, oh, it's hard to get motivated? Oh, there's always times where you're feeling a bit tired and sometimes you're demotivated and stuff like that. Mm. Um, like with, with runners, everyone talks about the runner's high and stuff like that. You get that sort of high after you do a race. or yeah. um, So we generally try and get our runners that once they've finished a race, Couple, couple of days later to a week later we sort of get them to try and start thinking about their next goal it doesn't have to be a race that, like it can be something big something small like they might want to just do a 1k time trial in a certain time so it's always good to have some goal yeah, sure. to aim towards no matter big small so whether that's whether that's to lose a little bit more weight or just mm. get that a little bit more faster um like we're bit very big on like I run for the enjoyment of it. I find it as a mental outlet for me. It's sort of my time where I get to think and just get to 
it's like meditation so yeah, totally. for me so that's why I don't find it hard to get motivated I don't necessarily need a race to be training for mm. to get out and run where some people do need that sort of external motivation to get them running so whether that's to um, beat one of their training partners over a certain distance or yeah. you know so we get them to set those goals yeah man that's awesome so is there any major future goals for yourself um, goals for the well at the moment just aiming at getting a good time at UTA 100 this year so that's, yeah. or next year sorry so that's my main is that the one you've done before yeah well? that's three times so that's my yeah, main main goal next year um, yeah. and then hopefully probably 2019 I'll be looking at hopefully stepping up to the 100 mile, which I was going to do this year, but due to an injury, yeah, wasn't able to. What injury was that? Oh, shit. Uh, had a Achilles, had an Achilles flare up after Gold Coast Marathon, so um, had about eight weeks sort of really reduced load and even a couple of weeks where I was completely off running, so yeah. to try and let it settle down. So it wasn't a wasn't a tendonitis issue, but it was close. So um, management of that injury, um, not going to tendonitis was very important. Yeah, because totally. that can take months to yeah. get over. So you years. reckon you've looked after that pretty good? Like you've you've yeah. Well, that. I've overcome that up in eight weeks, so I'm oh. back to a full load of training now without any like pain or any issues around the Achilles. So. Yeah, nice. What sort of training did you do in that time? Like um, in the time off, I spent to keep my cardio sort of conditioning up. I kept kept up my zoo because it's really good yep. for cardio as well as the anaerobic system. But then I also so that didn't put any stress on your Achilles. No, I, I, I did movements that wouldn't put stress on yep. the Achilles. So I removed some of the zoo movements that put a lot of stretch down through your calf and stuff like that. Um, yeah, awesome. But other than that, I got on that got on the bike got on the rower, got on the ski and done a lot of cardio work in the gym to keep yeah, that awesome. fitness up. No matter what it is, hey, any adversity, you can... Yeah, well, that's you it, can, 100%. Can there's, like, there's always a way to cross-train if you can't do what you need to do at that time because of an injury. Man, awesome. And we were talking about zoo just then, so other interests, obviously, yeah. would be zoo. So what is zoo? Um, it's a bodyweight workout which works through primal movement patterns created by an Australian called Nathan Helberg who originally hailed from the Gold Coast. Um, he's over in the US now, sort of, as he says, spreading the truth of zoo and movement because um, the way that it's sold is obviously movement precedes any sort of equipment. So if you can move well, then you got to be able to lift better. So mm. zoo sort of complements any other sort of training that you want to do, whether, like, I, I wouldn't say that you just have to do zoo and that's it, and neither does um, Nate who created zoo. He's implemented weights into it now with Iron Zoo, and he's just released a new program up on the Gold Coast called Zoo Takai, which is integrating, um, like, a boxing methodology with zoo at the same time. So... Um, he doesn't push it as the only training method. It's, yep. a, it's a method of training that's going to complement any other sort of training because you can use it in sport-specific situations to get that conditioning that you need for different sports. Yeah, man. So, and I see that you've implemented the, the anchor as well. That's the big talk. Yeah, so, yeah, so anchor, that just makes it even harder. But yep. again, 
ice railing, bit of gym work with it, so weights yeah. and stuff like that. So using your nor- normal training modalities, yeah, nice. throwing dumbbells or kettlebells around. Um, yeah, it's really just makes, It just makes the training a little bit harder and a little bit different. Yeah. No, I really love it. So you put me through a workout the other day, yeah. like because... Uh, I'm not 100% used to it, but I fully can feel the benefits out of it for your yeah. joints and everything like that. And there was one thing you were telling me a couple of weeks ago about spit phase. Yeah. And I reckon in that little bit of moment where I was just <laughs> like, I was spit phase and I was on my hands and knees yeah. dribbling and I couldn't control it. But at yeah. the same time, it was kind of euphoric. I was like, yeah. it felt awesome, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it was just unbelievable that feeling. And that's, like, that's where I find I get a lot of my mental toughness from is in some of the zoo workouts that I sort of set for myself. Um, you're just out on your feet and the idea is just to keep moving yeah like, it doesn't matter how fast or how slow as long as you keep doing the movement and doing the movement correctly doesn't matter how fast you move if you if you only get two or three out in the time period that you've got to do it then that's fine yeah it's so. that little bit of and it's not really rest i mean you're talking about yeah. that you know you and you're splitting it it's yeah. oh it's unbelievable man it's yeah. tough it's very good for mm-hmm. like it's very good like Workout to do in an interval based type of workout to yeah. work that anaerobic and your aerobic system. Yeah. So what got you onto that? So what? How did you get into this? Um. So a friend of mine that I used to work with um, at another running company prior to the running movement was talking about Zoo, and I seen a lot of his videos. So he's a personal trainer up on the um, up in Newcastle, and I saw a lot of his videos of this Zoo that he was doing. And I looked into it, and I was like, wow, it looks like a really good workout. So I started looking into it and went and did the zoo course and done, like, Unreal Day. And then um, moving on from that, you can become a zoo affiliate so you can use their name and logos and stuff like that and call your class a zoo. Um, And, yeah, after that, it was just like, yeah, that's sort of what I want to do. And I I found so much benefit from it in my running because I found that my hips loosened up and all of that sort of stuff so and when you look at a lot of sports everything revolves around your hips so if you lose and strong through your hips then it's going to translate into your respective sport whether that be rugby league boxing yeah even golf tennis everything rolls through your hips 100% so. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I was thinking that the other day, actually, how much how beneficial this would be for, you know, fighters and like MMA yeah. fighters and stuff like that. It was, and that that, that that that's funny how you said that he um what's his name again the Nathan Nathan he's implementing like a boxing zoo yeah like it just makes so much sense yeah 100%. um and what I was gonna say as well so <laughs> you with the running movement and they that you also do classes through Reborn Fitness yeah and um. What sort of classes do you guys do um, here for, for runners and stuff or people who are wanting to run? So we do a, do a class called Core Runner out yep. of Reborn Fitness. We also run it out of another gym over at Padstow yep. um, on a Saturday morning. But So what it is, is it's a, it's a dynamic core-based workout with um, legs involved as well. So obviously because you need strong legs as a runner. But as a runner, you re- need a really strong core. Um, and... I'm not just talking abdominals and your transverse abdominals. Like I look at your core pretty much from your knees to your shoulders. So runners need a nice, strong posture when they're running, so they need a strong back. We don't lift any weights in it because um, a lot of runners, or a lot of typical runners originally 
team, no gym work. I just need to run to be yeah. a good runner. Um, and it's, it's easy to to, easier to get them in doing body weight sort of stuff. So we use a lot of resistance bands, Swiss balls, Bossu balls, where we integrate a little bit of back work, a little bit of upper body strength when we're on the TRX because they're holding themselves up in a plank or a push-up position. Doing yeah, for the, sure. Doing the pikes and stuff like that. But a lot of the movements that we do, we get them doing it through the running gate, so through their running range of motion, so yeah. to try and strengthen and stabilise them through that gate. Sure. And you said that you're a zoo um, affiliate. Yeah. Um, are you, do you, do you do any classes of zoo? Or? Yeah, so we run a, run a zoo class down here at Reborn Fitness on a Saturday morning, 5.45. Yeah, um, which is obviously free to Reborn members. It's on the timetable down here, but anyone external that wants to come and give zoo a go, it's only $10, so it's fairly cheap for a group class. Yeah, awesome. Um, and like a lot of the boys have just tried zoo here last week and they <laughs> reckon it's the best it. thing since sliced bread yeah. and, 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 and want more of it. Yeah. So, totally. which, like, as I said, I'm not sure where I'm going to fit it in. I'm happy to try and fit it in, but, um, no, but, it's yeah. good. but as I said to a few of the boys, obviously I've got two anchors, so if they want to partner up with each other, I can do sessions like one-on-one or two-on-one. Yeah with the anchor or even like do small groups of zoo on my own yep. with them as a small group personal training yeah. session. So you do personal training as well? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you, and you do that through here as well? Yeah, so I run my personal right. training business out of Reborn. Yep. Um, where can where can anyone contact you through your personal training business or your running movement and zoo? Far out, there's some stuff I, going I know, on there. There's some stuff going what on. Do you, so, all, <laughs> where do I eat your first? Yeah, all, all, all of the running movement stuff just comes through the runningmovement.com. Yeah. So anything regarding running movement's all on our website. Easy to contact both myself and Damon through there. Um, and then my personal training business is called Dynamic Fitness Coaching. So yeah. I, do, I do have a website, dynamicfitnesscoaching.com.au, where there's information about Zoo and my personal training services on there. Perfect. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Awesome, man. I think a lot of people out there are really going to enjoy this. And um, it just opens up everyone's minds to not just one specific training. Like, yeah. you don't have to stay at one. Like nah. You can run and you can do Zoo and you can add a bit of weights in. Yeah, and it's going to make 100%. you the most elite athlete or just as human being, like to be able to try different things well, and that's break it. down those mental barriers. And I think it helps with everyday life, you know, like um, from being productive. You know, yes. even doing that, yeah. I see that when you train in the morning, you're not just going home and chilling. You're actually you're yeah. more energetic after you do that sort yeah. of stuff. You might be bugging for the first two minutes or yeah. three minutes. Oh, yeah, you're tired after the workout. But, but then you feel like you feel like you're newborn. You're just yeah. like you're feeling really good. So, no, I really enjoyed it, man, and I hope everyone else does. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Spanner. Easy. How yeah, good. Nice. Perfect.